your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Miguel TT and Minister of State with responsibility for the OPW Patrick O'Donovan is on the line. Good morning to you Minister. Um, few things morning, Joe. Morning, your listeners. to discuss with you this morning, including first of all this Forbes Under 30 event that we have been covering across the morning and Nigel's been doing links from, from the Strand Hotel. What's your reaction to that? Well look, I, I, anything that they engage in to undo the, the, the damage that they did previously is welcome. Um, so look, I suppose I'll hold judgment on what what I think of it until <clears throat> I see what they what they do after the presentations. But my understanding is that it's it's confined to to the city, uh, which which excludes a huge amount of obviously uh, the rest of the rest of Limerick, uh, and that it's it's a presentation based uh, because of time constraints. So look, I, I'd reserve judgment on them. I, to be honest about it, they 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 uh, my, my estimation of these people went through the floor. Uh, with what they did um, previously, and I, I'll reserve my judgment to see what they actually print, uh, what they report based on what they what they've seen this morning. But they're only obviously seeing a, a very restricted amount. And fair play to Limerick City and County Council for organising it. Um, but it's a pity that, the, that you know that these people that took uh, to uh, their keyboard engagement albeit to their 20 million followers uh, haven't decided to vote amongst the, the great unwashed of Limerick myself included um, to actually find out what it is that we're about and what it is that we're doing So, so, so just to be clear Minister, you're saying you weren't aware of specifically of this event or <clears throat> no, I, and I'll tell you. Look, I, I mean, it's a it's a confined event, and I don't have a problem with that. But uh, you know, uh, they have a huge following, uh, and they did an awful lot of damage. So I would have thought um, that when they were going to try and undo that damage, uh, that they would go out amongst us. Uh, but look, Limerick City and County Council have have done their best to try and get them here first of all, and and uh, portray a different image. But I'll reserve what I think about this outfit until I see what they write about us. Okay, okay. Now, let's move on then to the news breaking this morning that RT Director General D. Forbes has tendered her resignation with immediate effect following ongoing controversy over undisclosed payments to the broadcaster Ryan Tuberty. Uh, she... It, uh, became a parent later last week, had been suspended, but now she herself um, has resigned. But does that mean, Minister, that that puts her outside the reach of the Eroctus Media Committee who want her and other key figures from RT <coughs> to appear before them this week? Yeah, look, I mean, potentially it does. Um, but the, the chairman of, of the committee, um, Deputy Neve Smith, said this morning on, on another forum that she would hope that everybody who has knowledge of everything that has happened up to now would engage. And that includes people who have uh, resigned. Uh, so, look, I think that the... You, you know the, the 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 committee do have powers of compelability, but they only extend. Uh, my understanding is uh, to persons who are still involved uh, in a particular activity, not those that were formerly involved. But look, uh, the Tarnished and the Taoiseach, I think, have all issued similar commentary uh, that they would like to see um, everybody with the knowledge of what actually has gone on here uh, come before the committees and 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 disclose it. Because, look, as I said it yesterday, Joe, uh, you know, RTE, for all its rights and wrongs, is a part of our democracy. Uh, and we need a properly functioning RTE. We don't need uh, RTE to be in the doldrums financially, uh, not to be able to produce programming. But as I said in this uh, programme, in your programme, and as I said on, on an RTE platform yesterday, this 
now, I think, is a watershed in terms uh, of what it is that we define in Ireland as public service broadcast, because I believe that what you're doing with me at the moment, which is questioning me and Forbes and everything else, is a public service. Um, and unfortunately, 90% of the television licence, and I think that's going to be difficult to pay now at the moment, is monopolised by RT and the remaining 10% is up for competition for Live 95 and Clear FM and Radio Kerry and everybody else but also up for competition with RTE. Uh, so, like, it is, and I've maintained this position for a long time, it is grossly unfair, the definition of public service broadcast and how it is that we uh, fund it and how it is that we uh, apportion uh, the licence fee. Now, I do think people need to pay the licence, but what we do with it after, I think, is a matter for the government. Yes, and Minister, I mean, yesterday on RTE, on the This Week programme, you referred specifically to Live 95 on the basis of our public service remit and the public service remit of yeah. other independent broadcasters around the country. And you were one of the very few in the context of the public service uh, conversation that's happened over the last few days to make that very point. However, you, you have also said um, that, you know, it is important that RTE moves forward in a positive fashion in overall terms because they do provide um, a, yeah. a, a service to our democracy. Absolutely. I mean, like they, 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 they interrogate very important issues, whether it is primetime investigates or, or uh, uh, you know, RT investigates or the RT news or whatever. They, they do hugely important investigative journalistic work, you know, that have sh- shone a light on things from uh, child sex abuse to financial scandals, to political corruption, you name it, and they've done it and they need to continue to do it. However, uh, you know, our other smaller uh, commercial uh, broadcasters, whether that's television or, or radio, also fulfil a public service obligation, as do Radio Nagaltic, the TG Cahar and Lyric FM. And how we're going to fund them into the future, if we accept that, uh, you know, uh, in the regions, um, uh, commercial local radio stations are important, well, then we're going to have to start looking at the funding model for them. And for instance, should RTE be allowed to compete against Live 95 FM for advertising that pertains, for instance, I give an example, to Shannon Airport? Uh, or to Eardenwood uh, Eardenwood in relation to train services out of um, uh, Colbert Station. So I think actually an awful lot of good is going to come out of this in terms of the future of broadcasting because I have been a kind of a lonesome Joe in the wilderness for a long time saying that the salaries, the uh, television licence model, the funding model, the definition of public service broadcast is all 1980s. It is for a different Ireland and that Ireland is gone and we need to change it and we need to modernise it and we need to accept that things are not the same and there are parts of RT that are just not performing and parts of RT, uh, you know, competing with Spin or, or, or uh, uh, you know, Live 95 or Tip FM or whatever and they're not performing and they've never performed and sooner or later they're going to have to be cut loose. Right. So are you saying then that the, the, the RT model that's left here might be smaller to some extent and more focused on the type of programming that commercial programmers, and forget about radio for a second, you know, talk, talk about television, for example, that there, there are certain kinds of programming that you know, are revenue generators and yeah. are mass uh, programming that commercial broadcasters would be interested in. So you, are, you, are you saying that that's where they should be rather than RT being well, involved? Well, there are other programs in that need to be produced that will never attract uh, a commercial uh, um, standing. Children's programming, uh, animation, 
Irish language programming, for instance, they just don't capture that audience. But they're hugely important parts of what it is that define us as Irish people. They have to be paid for and they have to be made and people have to uh, gain a living out of them. So, you know, we have to be honest here as well that we can't just say we'll have no television license into the future and, and we won't have any public service broadcast. We need to. But there are elements of RT that are just not public service broadcast. I mean, rehashes of Mrs. Brown's buys at 10 o'clock on a, on a Sunday evening uh, after the latest drama that RT have produced, that's not public service broadcast. You know, that's just antagonising the viewers to change over to Netflix right. or would, move on would, to would no you, TV. But you, you know what happens, though, and, and the counter-argument here from RT often is that we'll have no audience left if we don't also put out the popular programmes. Well, I'll tell you now, uh, when you have when you have a younger generation, and I have heard this in schools, because uh, I go to an awful lot of primary schools and I go around to meet children, and one of the things that always comes up is, you know, what you watch on television. It's ne- for children. It's Netflix, it's YouTube, it's Now TV, it's Rakuten. And I heard one child in a school not too far away from where I'm sitting at the moment refer to Ordinary TV. And I said, and what's Ordinary TV? Oh, RTE, Ordinary TV. So, like, this is the future audience that we're building. You know, the, the, the children in the primary schools today are the license fee payers of tomorrow. And if they have switched the dial away, then to get them back is not going to be easy. Yeah. Because in an awful lot of houses, and you know this, Joe, it's the child that has the remote control yeah. and it's the parent that may have the book because the child controls the television. Yeah. Um, finally, I, I mean, listen, you, you, you can't crystal ball this to some to too much, but do you think that, you know, three, four, five, six months from now, the whole debate that's now been sparked around public service broadcasting uh, including RTE, will leave us with a genuinely different landscape or will it be one of these things that it's a political controversy that will fizzle out? Well, uh, well, look, I hope I hope that, as I said a while ago, that some good comes out of this. And I hope that we're, like, that I shouldn't be the only person, uh, you know, on radio stations, whether it is KCLR or South East Radio or East Coast or whatever, saying that I believe that the definition of public service broadcast needs to change. And I was lampooned by uh, the, uh, a journalist family in the Irish Independent who now has gone on to, to bigger and better things for herself and best of luck to her. When I said that the broadcast of the obituaries, for instance, is a public service broadcast. Now, to the people listening to this programme, it absolutely is. And it'll tell you about the, the, the disparity between the Dublin set and the rest of us. When people scoff and laugh at the fact that I would view the broadcast of obituaries as a public service broadcast, it absolutely is a fundamental part of our way of life in County Limerick, particularly in rural Limerick. And long may Live 95 and Clare FM and Radio Kerry broadcast them, because otherwise, uh, you know, in, in our communities, how are we to know the news in our communities? And part of the news in our communities, unfortunately, is who has passed away in the same way as whether there was a road allocation in Herbertstown or hospital. Do you think that like RT would ever in a million years show an interest in a new pumping station being put into Caroline, for instance, uh, if, if, if there wasn't uh, the Live 95 elements that are there and the West Limerick 102s, which are of a different vintage and a different genre to Live 95, but they all have to have a space on the spectrum. And that includes RT. 
But the funding model has to change radically. It can't be a situation where John Esch is going out competing with the Director General of RTE for a bit of hotel advertising that will be done in Limerick and instead it's been put on RTE because the advertiser, the, the hotel, right. believes it could better value for money. Oh. That has to stop. Okay, uh, one other thing I want to talk to you about this morning and summer holidays, I know they're only starting for children, but the cost of back to school is also in people's minds, especially in the current uh, environment of cost of living issues uh, but uh, more uh, many thousands of primary school pupils in Limerick and around the rest of the country will receive free school books from this September and I've actually only spoken to people in the last few days mm. who this was announced in and around budget yeah, time but, but yes so I, a lot of people yeah. were talking to me about I better get my school book list together and I yeah. was thinking well, well hang back for one second now because some, yeah. there is something else happening and what is it? So look, I mean, you're right. Uh, some 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 parents actually had contacted schools to say, look, we've got no school book list, and and they got the a very pleasant response back. Don't worry about it. Um, we'll be sending the books home with the children before uh, they go on summer holidays. With the result, of, you know, I saw children coming out of a primary school uh, last week with a well-known Limerick bookshop uh, being the the contractor that fortunately got it uh, emblazoned all over their bags. Other children coming out with plastic boxes uh, full of books uh, and like. For if you have two or three children in primary school, like you, you could be saving anything up to three hundred euros. Um, with uh, you know, with with the initiative that has been brought in by the government, uh, it's the first time that has ever been done. And I know that for years this is an issue that comes up on your program and other programs. Oh, the teachers have changed the books and the publishers have changed the books and the cover is different, but the book is the same. Look, I mean, parents have gotten a very pleasant surprise this the head of this summer's holidays in the primary schools that their children have arrived home with the books and all they need to be done is covered and their names written on them. I, I, it's a massive saving for for parents. Right. And I know that has been really welcomely received. So the budget for this is about 54 million euro from the yeah. government and um, a funding package of around 96 euro per student. However, there are two yeah. caveats to that. One is schools being advised not to seek voluntary contributions from parents yes. for any book-related expenses on foot of the grants, but there's still a worry from parents that, that will happen. And also those <laughs> who supply the books, some of those stores that you refer to, the bookstores, mm. worry that they won't be able to cover their costs and make a reasonable profit either. Well, look, uh, look. I mean, and they're not charities and I accept that. Um, uh, however, publishers ha- are the real core of this and they have to play a ball with the bookshops in the first instance and not blackguard the system where next year now, if... Uh, if, if Tom and Mary are in uh, first and second class respectively and Mary has arrived home with the second class books, I would expect and I would hope that the publishers aren't going to change the cover, stick in a different map of, of County Monaghan into page 14 next year and as a result have a new geography book. Like that would just not be acceptable. And I hope that they don't do and I'd you know, be putting them on notice. Don't try and blackguard the system. It's in good faith for parents who are struggling at the moment. And the last thing that we need is any publisher, um, you know, uh, uh, taking the mickey out of this now next year or, or in the future and hiking up the price of it because they feel that the government have deep pockets. I would strongly advise publishers right. against but, that because but, because but, but, no but, more but than the, the RTE situation they, themselves and, and the, then the voluntary contribution concern. The, the, the bookshops are entitled to make a profit and they're entitled to sell, uh, but, you know, within reason as well. And they've always done that. Uh, and, and look, the, the voluntary contribution, uh, the government have, have assigned, I suppose, a, an amount of money per child based on evidence that comes from the principals of the schools. So, look, I would be strongly advising the publishers, especially, do not go down a road that you don't need to go down because the parents of Ireland won't tolerate it. Okay. All right. Minister of State and uh, Limerick Finnegale TD Patrick O'Donovan, thank you. 
Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.